0: Time to abandon ship. Oh, no! Here we go.
1: Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? So, 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 so. It's
0: a tradition. Here, here. Ja <laughs> ja, homie, my uh, main uh, man, uh, quickly. Uh, Before the separatists attack, get into the escape uh, pod. Hey!
2: This
0: is escape. Then where the pod? Jesus! <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod, and uh, we got Blake returning to the show, just the two of us, we're going to be chatting about some Star Wars news, and uh, more recently the headlines, Uh, people have been attending Galactic Star Cruiser for the first time, the first wave of uh, test audiences I guess you could say, and they all happen to be these internet influencers, a term that I was more recently introduced to, only like a year and a half ago didn't even know it was a thing. So, let's get into all these headlines and talk some Star Wars. Another happy landing. All right, welcome back, sir
1: all
2: right all right hey man all right that's right (laughs) looking forward to that movie by the way new jurassic world looks fantastic um he he's in that movie (laughs) when no am i oh no i'm thinking of the wrong guy i'm thinking of jeff (laughs) Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, oh, Oh, that makes more sense. No, that's a Matthew McConaughey, isn't it? Matthew
1: McConaughey's done Jurassic Park? What are you talking about?
2: (laughs) No, he isn't, but he should be. The guy's great and everything. You know
1: know what he would say to that? All
2: right, right, all all right, right. all right.
1: That's right. (laughs) Jeff Goldblum's good too, though. Yeah, he is. He is. Did, you, did you ever see the the YouTube video of him just doing the laugh from the first Jurassic Park movie?
2: Oh, yes, yeah, the one.
1: <laughs> Rascal. It's such, a, it's such an awkward like growl,
2: kind of yeah, like yeah. laughing noise. So goofy. It's the best part of the whole movie. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, a, lot of, a lot of headlines have been been poking around the internet lately about galactic star cruiser now this is this is something that they've been in the talks for uh so long at this point i feel like it's been a while since we were introduced to this idea that there would be a basically just this artificial star wars cruise that people can do at, at disney world right you remember this um i i found out about it a little bit late because uh
1: after galaxy's edge wasn't what i was hoping it would be i kind of stopped paying attention to old disney park stuff and then I came across a bunch of YouTube videos when it was kind of going viral when they first announced the prices. And that's when I first caught on to the whole situation.
2: Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? Let's let's take a quick listen to this, this video here. It was a new video that just launched as of today. Uh, it's called Dispatches from the Halcyon, uh, colon, the story. And, uh, you know, Star Wars... Star Wars YouTube channel's Kristen Baver is going to be uh, just sharing a little bit with the general public about this experience.
1: Kristen Baver here aboard the Halcyon Star Cruiser. I'm inside of the atrium where you'll arrive on your launch pod for your journey. This is where the story begins and you'll be fully immersed for your entire visit. Let's learn all
0: about it.
2: Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is the first of its kind experience in the world. It's an immersive adventure. It is part interactive game. It is part live-action role play. It's part impeccable service guest experience. It's all of these things kind of rolled into one in a package that hopefully presents to you a seamless, organic Star Wars adventure. We want you to really feel like you're a character in Star Wars and really having a meaningful impact on what happens.
0: It is my honor and my privilege, friends, to welcome you here aboard the Halcyon. The general story that unfolds is that you as a passenger are going aboard on a star cruiser in a galaxy far, far away. Nothing could possibly go wrong. You come aboard and you have muster, you get to meet a whole host of characters, from your captain to your cruise director, and there are some unlikely folks. The First Order is actually trying to figure out if there's resistance activity on board the ship. And from there, things go from bad to worse. Over the course of your voyage, there are all sorts of unexpected surprises and all the characters need your help as a passenger. So whether it's trying to help ignite the spark of the resistance, or perhaps you're playing the other side, trying to figure out what the resistance is doing and ultimately maybe even sabotaging the ship, it all depends on kind of who you meet and how you choose to play. For the order. For the order. Ignite the spark. This project is different from anything else we've ever done, mostly because of the length. We've never had something where people stay overnight and stay within the same story for two days, two nights. So that offered a really interesting challenge in that, how do you make a big overarching story that's clear to everyone, while also having so many individual paths that the passengers can take and stories that the passengers themselves influence? It was such a fun challenge to deal with that, and thankfully, Walt Disney Imagineering had some really great story architects on their side that figured out the puzzle of it all.
1: Hey, not your lightsaber. There's always an amazing challenge with doing something that's never been done before. This project in particular brings together so many different disciplines that have all sort of worked in conjunction but never have deeply integrated at this level. So we're creating this brand
0: new brand of immersive storytelling that interweaves live performers and technology in your personal mobile device. It really is a brand new type of experience. If I could give one piece of advice before you board the Halcyon Star Cruiser, no matter who you are, no matter how you think about Star Wars, we've already designed for you. If you love Star Wars and you're ready to dive in, we're ready. If you have no idea what Star Wars is about, we're ready for you. The idea, just be
2: yourself, have fun, and I would say be a little curious. All right, so uh, there's some details here about the price of this thing. Two guests per cabin, $12.09 per guest per night total voyage for two people $4809 all right for two people for it two seems people actually
1: a bit bit lower than the first time they announced it
2: yeah so uh so well i mean that's for two people right so three guests per cabin which is two adults and one child specifically uh 889 per guest per night or $5300 for the whole voyage four guests yeah, cause it's which mandatory is mandatory two two nights Exactly. Yeah. Four guests per cabin, which is pretty much the size of most families. Three adults, one child kind of thing. 750 per night, $6,000 for two nights, yeah. two night experience. That's that's like the uh, that's what I think that's the price that you and I remember because that was like the that's the staple kind of. Fam- this is a family thing, right? And and it's like yes. families will be paying six thousand dollars to take their, their family to this thing, right? And it's like that's Which only is crazy. A... Keep in mind, this is the starting from this is the standard cabin rates. Um, above the cabin rates, they don't even list them, but there is a, an option for a grand captain suite, a galaxy <laughs> class suite, and further, uh, oh, no, no, and that's uh, that's the last one. So there, there's just the three classes, uh, yeah pretty nuts. But um do they
1: have is prices on the other two? Oh, I kind of want to know.
2: <laughs> they're uh no, so so the other the other the other options for the the other rooms, uh they they don't have them listed unfortunately, but uh they do uh, share what is included with the rooms. So for the Grand Captain Suite, it's a two bedroom and uh sleeps eight passengers. Room configuration, two queen beds, two berths, which is bunk beds. Uh, one for, uh, for one adult each, a two wall pull out, pull down beds for one adult each cabin amenities, mini refrigerator, hair dryer, cabin safe, phone with voicemail messaging, interactive TV, H2O plus uh, spa, bath and shower that, products.
1: That means that uh, they'll give you tap water if you pay extra. <laughs>
2: yeah. And then the top of the line galaxy class suite uh, include, uh, well, I get, I, I don't know if it's top the line or not. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. It says it sleeps four passengers, queen bed, two wall pull out. No, this has got to be cheaper. It's got to be smaller. Um, and it has a, uh, mini refrigerator, hair dryer in cabin safe, phone with inter- Okay. It's got all the same stuff. Uh, so the biggest room that you can get, I guess, is the grand captain suite and, Oh yeah, I'm going backwards on the list here. Standard cabin sleep between four and five passengers. And uh oh they all got those cabin amenities. Okay, but the room is much nicer on uh, on the on the uh grand cabin suite I'm just looking at it right now. They got like super that nice makes sense. couches. I, I assume
1: and... There's only one if it's the captain's suite because you can only have one captain, right? Yeah, I
2: don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they're just if maybe there's like two or three aboard the whole thing. I don't know how big this thing is. I mean, here yeah. we are talking about it, and then like there's people out there that have actually been to this thing. <laughs> but uh, uh, having watched the video though, like, did you get any new any new details from from seeing that stuff?
1: New details? Yeah, I guess we got filled in a bit on how it's actually gonna fun like function because the trailer they put out before it was removed uh, it's uh i think the the trailer was really streamlined and it felt less uh it felt like it in the trailer it'd be less uh, like goal oriented i guess it felt like like a regular cruise almost where you could go to the cantina yeah. and there'd be a twi singing or whatever right uh, whereas this this video it felt a lot more like you're going on like a, like a D and D quest almost, right? Like you have to participate.
2: Yeah. So it's interesting that you mentioned that because uh, um, I feel like uh, there's an older video with the, uh, some of the Disney cast members, I guess the more higher up people, some of them made appearances in this video as well. Uh, but they were talking in about the behind the scenes. They did like a 45 minute interview. And that is something that they did bring up. Like they said, you can just chill and you can just not participate in that stuff. And it's still going to be, Kind of like a cruise, right? Like like an enjoyable kind of experience where uh, you're just aboard the Halcyon Legacy, and you can go crash in your room. You can go for lunch. You can enjoy the entertainment aboard. If you want to participate in some of the stories and this and that, you can. Uh, there's been a lot of hype about this online. A lot of influencers, like these are people who uh, kind of advertise products and vlog, and like they're just internet celebrity people, right? And I didn't even I didn't even know that the term influencer was a thing until a year and a half or two years ago. I'm just maybe new to the concept that people actually do this for a living, but it's uh, been a thing for a while, Josh, you're, <laughs>
1: you're behind the times. <laughs> I'm
2: a little behind the times, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, uh, um, I was watching one particular influencer and uh, they were having a really, uh, really nice time. And, and w- one thing that really stuck out to me aboard this experience is you can actually dress up. On the halcyon legs right what's We're-
1: funny is that raises one of my first issues i think dressing up should be mandatory <laughs> yeah. i think i i do i think yeah. as you get there they should give you a wardrobe to wear while you're there because the idea is it for it to be as immersive as possible and i'm if i'm looking around looking at people with hawaiian shirts and khaki pants that's gonna take me right out just saying
2: when you're paying that kind of money, uh, I can see where your train of thought is going there. And, yeah, in a way, I agree. I don't know how likely it is that they'd be able to enforce such a thing. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, when you're looking at a price tag like that, you do want it to be, like, the most immersive it can be, right? Like, I don't want to And they see...
1: should just let you keep the clothes for that price range, like, yeah. honestly. Like, if I... this was a Harry Potter version, I would expect them to give you robes. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, and so I think this should be the same thing. You're, you're totally right. I think, uh, um, and, and let's just, let's take a look at what this includes because, um, uh, I'm on the, uh, there, there's a, there's a, a URL people can go to at home if you want to check this out. Uh, it's super long and I'm going to just drop it in the description of the podcast episode because it's, it's at disneyworld.disney.go.com slash a bunch of other things. Um, and it's the official star Wars galactic star cruiser site now. And there's uh there's a bunch of highlights, on on their website which kind of displays some of the o- like overall things that you get in your package as well as some of the things that you can do on the ship so maybe we can just like walk through them and kind of uh go through exactly what this is all about seeing as we weren't invited <laughs> <laughs> not yet we'll be invited to the next one it'll be prequel era so we'll, we'll enjoy it more yeah, fingers crossed yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so a little bit about the ship. Uh, the Halcyon Star Cruiser is the jewel of the Chandrilla Starline uh, aboard a 100 cabin Corellian MPO 1400 model Star Cruiser. You'll voyage to the far reaches of the galaxy in legendary comfort and style. Recently refurbished and retrofitted, the Star Cruiser combines modern conveniences with the romance of the age of exploration. That last part is key because as we know from recent history, the Halcyon legacy has existed for a very long time. They're currently uh, putting out very similar to uh, what we had with Galaxy's Edge. Uh, They're putting out a Marvel comic series and various novels that try to integrate that ship into their uh, canon stories and try and make it part of the overall narrative of Star Wars as a whole. So that way your experience on board just has a little bit more meaning if you read that stuff. Um, but, you know, speaking of which, I mean, I did read the galaxy's edge comic book series. I haven't actually been to galaxy's edge, but it's, it was, it was okay. Like it wasn't, it didn't make me want to go. Uh, but you th- also, if I'm not mistaken, did
1: the the VR game as well for galaxy's edge.
2: Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So uh, for, yeah, for galaxy's edge, I did the, the tales from a galaxy's edge VR experience and, and uh, that was pretty cool. Um, I can't say that it was, again, it was just so unique in a way that you could look out the window of the cantina or whatever it's called. Um, I, I totally forget what it's called now. Uh, it's not Doc Arndar's, is it? No, it's something else. But uh, Cecil Flax, yeah, Siegel, Cecil Flax Cantina. And uh, you can look out the window and you're looking out over over uh, Galaxy's Edge, like the how the theme park's laid out. And you're kind of in one of the buildings that if you were physically in Galaxy's Edge, you'd be able to see and look up at the window. But in the VR experience, you're looking out of the window from the other side and you're looking down on the Millennium Falcon parked in the thing. And, uh, you know, you don't really see a whole lot beyond kind of, you know, really low res geometry beyond uh, the reaches of the park. but. Uh, it's it's pretty cool right like like they've done it in a way that you can experience the the wilderness of the planet of Batuu rather than just the spaceport and then to get the spaceport experience you go to or at the black spire experience you go to galaxy's edge to experience what black spire outpost is like right so i think we're seeing a lot of this kind of multi-threaded story initiative going on through comics novels physical experiences video games they're all trying to tie it together so that people can just kind of segue into the next thing and further experience the same thing from a different lens so it's a neat it's a neat idea let me ask you this though what what amount of stuff is too much stuff <laughs> i think that's a question we could revisit every single podcast episode <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. every well, one i sorry i don't i don't mean
1: what's too much stuff as in uh, material but too much stuff as in multi-platform stuff that can be done that's all all coming at you at once
2: yeah i don't know i mean like i thought we'd hit a certain kind of end point and then we got the first audible exclusively done story that wasn't adapted from a book but was designed specifically to be an audio drama right like dooku jedi lost and it was at that point that i was like there is no kind of stopping this thing like this is just gonna keep going and going and going and and now we're getting vr experiences uh, you and i did the hyper reality uh vr experience well the hyper reality is kind of it's it's it is vr but it's beyond vr it's it's like you know significantly yeah, better because there's an
1: actual like prop room and setup yeah and stuff. yeah uh except that i don't think was canon was it
2: I'm uh, no, again, like I, it's kind of like it, it, it is and it isn't, right? Like, like the general story points are, but you know what happens is you controlling the person you are controlling, which is yourself. I wouldn't necessarily consider that to the letter, but oh, the it, general it's, it's events... can the
1: version of us being in being there. That's canon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> to us we yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are the canon of star wars yeah That's every right. every person who does it is right uh but yeah the, the story beats are all the same for for general people going through it's like okay you know point a bunch of rebel spies infiltrate vader's castle whatever you know yeah. point b this happens point c that happens right uh that sword pops up at the very end the secret weapon you know vader tries to take you down you escape that like all the basic stuff is all canon yeah and then that flows into the Vader Immortal trilogy on VR on on the Quest system, uh, but yeah, it's it's like you're right though. I mean, like when does it stop, right? And now we've got a Star Wars hotel, uh, which is basically just a Star Wars cruise, and you go and uh, enjoy a luxury cruise aboard the house in Legacy, and and um, it's it's vastly expensive. And uh, just as a comparison, I gotta here, tell you, I
1: was not expecting that. Cruise to be canon
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's stuff aboard aboard I, I, um having watched some of the vlogger stuff uh, it, it, it is confusing to me because having watched some of the vlogger moments where they have ray aboard the ship and kylo ren comes in the picture mm-hmm. they like that kind of stuff i'm like i don't know if that's actually a canon experience like the hyper-reality VR experience that we did. I think it's more like a, this is a non-canon experience that fits really nicely within the narrative of this uh, world, right? This this universe, the story that they have built and the stuff that we can read in the pages of the Marvel comic series, the Halcyon Legacy, which takes place in the High Republic or, you know, the books of uh, the pages of a book like uh, like Black Spire Outpost it's- or whatever. This sounds
1: like what it should be then is what's in the, the comics and stuff coming out. That'll be canon. And the experience will be like a, the trick trickled down, told story, told the story, told the story version. Yeah. That was pa- passed down from when it happened, you know.
2: Exactly. Several hundred years ago. Exactly. It's in and, and, and su- put-
1: suddenly Ray and Kylo show up and maybe they weren't there originally.
2: Right, right. And, and and to put it how you put it, it's basically like kind of like a LARPing experience for a lot of people where uh, for them it's like, you know, people people who are LARPers, um, who may be LARPing in a particular universe of choice like Middle Earth or, or something else, um, they are basing their LARPing experience on what is come before as far as official story material goes right so this is kind of the same thing where like the narratives that they're telling aboard the ships uh aboard the ships uh cruises that they're going to be putting on are completely 100 based on the stories that they have told in the canon and therefore they are a subsidiary like a child of that and it's, it doesn't mean that your trip and experience aboard the halcyon legacy is a canon experience it's rather it is like as close to being based on an actual official Star Wars story as you can possibly get before uh, you start to reach the, the the bounds of what is achievable on planet earth <laughs> for recreating right. uh, somebody's experience within that galaxy far, far away. Right. So it's impressive what they managed to do. I mean, I, um, Phil was saying this on our, on our little group chat, uh, he, you know, he was, he was pretty stoked and like, I'm, it gets me going because I know you and I have expressed some some slight um, some slight downsides to Galaxy's Edge, having being based in a particular era, specifically an era that maybe not as many people are fond of. Um, but you know, it is what it is, and and it is it's an experience all, that's honestly, so unique. Because this is my opinion
1: on the uh, the like the hotel as well, like the ship hotel, and Galaxy's Edge. To me. I don't understand why they couldn't do seasonally different eras. Like if, yeah. if they're physical places, they would have existed, right? There's no reason for them not to have existed at a different point in time. And same with the ship, because like as we've seen it now, it would fit perfectly into the prequel era. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why they couldn't, for a third of the year, have clone troopers instead of the the uh, first order stormtroopers. And same thing with on. Uh, at galaxy's edge yeah. to me that will be much more appealing and it would also make s- seasonal options for people to want to go back
2: like a like a skin that they put over the experience you know like it's like all right the basic narratives are kind of the same but instead of kylo ren and first order troopers we're going to be throwing in i don't know count dooku and some some uh geonosians or something stuff. like yeah, yeah who knows right like something right and, and yeah, like, so especially
1: I get the transition between first order and the empire is so easy.
2: Yeah, it is. It like, is. Especially if they, want, if they want to do that. Yeah.
1: They're just refusing to take my money is what they're doing. And I'm sure I'm not the only one,
2: you know, it's yeah. Cause uh, I'm sure there's people out there that would love to do this experience, but then if it's not based in their favorite era of choice, maybe they just don't want to blow six grand on taking their family. Right. Um, that being said, I don't know if that's actually a majority as to why people wouldn't go. I think just the price tag alone is just enough, enough for people to be like, just not going to go. What I am saying is if there
1: was different options and people could pick which one they wanted, I think more people will be willing to pay that.
2: Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Yeah. Like August is sequel. September is prequel. You know, uh, October is, is original trilogy and uh and yeah like like that would be that would be and, pretty neat
1: and i can't imagine that being much more of a cost than where they are now because all they really have to sw- like switch out is a handful of costumes
2: yeah um yeah and it, it, it's true that, that would be really cool and you know we talked about in lengths about galaxy's edge behaving that way too where where they could just switch out the ships that are docked in the park uh i mean the millennium Falcon's kind of an exception i guess but um you know, but I mean, they, they might be able to do something with it that that uh, makes it look uh, maybe a little different. I don't know. Whatever, right? Uh, yeah. But, but the, I like can even the...
1: forgive that. If I just saw proper, like, Stormtroopers and Clone Troopers around, even that to me is enough.
2: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, it wouldn't be that hard, right? <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard at all. But um, it just, it is kind of crazy that uh, Star Star Wars is owned by Disney. You go to Disney, um, you won't see... Someone walking around in in a Padme costume or in a Leia costume, right? Like officially, uh, at least. Well, unless you you and I did that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like the only, yeah. At least as far as I know, they just don't do that unless it's like a parade or something like that. Um, The actual in park experience of Batuu, uh, it's exclusively sequel Disney Star Wars is what we would call it, right? So, uh, yeah, but. for the price, going back to the cost of this thing though, just for a just for a benchmark, uh, f- let's just round it up. So thirteen ninety two people, uh, ten days at Disney World with the Park Hopper Plus, fourteen hundred dollars. All right, basically fourteen hundred dollars for two people to attend Disney World with a Park Hopper Plus for ten days straight, compared to two day voyage on the Galactic Star Cruiser for two people at a whopping. Forty eight hundred dollars US. Crazy, right? That is you can go to Disney Disney World for a month. A month. Price. Like you could go to Disney World for a month for the same price for two people, then attend uh this two-day experience, right? And that to me is just it blows me away. I'm like, okay, um, that's not including stay, right? I'm sure somebody would love to spend maybe a little more than fourteen hundred dollars to actually pay for like a nice Disney hotel. Get like a nice maybe seven day experience out of it, and still pay less than forty eight hundred dollars.
1: That's true. And with the, uh, that like the ship's cost, I believe that doesn't include any alcohol. I think it includes food, but it doesn't include any extras. And they're trying to nickel and dime you your whole way through. That's what I was understanding.
2: Yeah. So let's. Uh. That being said, let let's take a look at what actually is included in this in this tour, shall we? Um, some of the, uh, some of the, exp- oh, here it is here. Dining, dining. Let's take a look at dining, uh, dining aboard the star cruiser, uh, eat in style, uh, <laughs> uh dinner <laughs> on the first night of your venture, the crown of Corellia dining room transforms for dinner into an excite, uh, an uh, enticing table service supper club with a special musical appearance by a galactic superstar. You'll enjoy a special evening with distinctive dining and entertainment as you socialize with passengers and crew. The second night, the Taste Around the Galaxy showcases courses inspired by the geography and environments of iconic destination planets throughout the galaxy with the serving of each course. A brief introduction presents the name, inspiration, and ingredients for the dishes. The meal includes appetizers, entrees uh, for the table, and a specialty dessert. You can indicate your preference for first or second dinner seating uh, when you book your vacation package. Uh, during dinner service, seating assignments will be made uh, to fill all available tables. Your party will likely be seated with other parties. And uh, breakfast and lunch, they've got a whole uh, spiel here about that. Uh, breakfast and lunch are also available in the glamorous Crown of Corellia dining room. Help yourself to colorful f- uh, to colorful fare. From all over the galaxy, along with familiar favorites from your home planet. Start your day with a unique off-planet breakfast of hot and cold small plates and a variety of beverages, including juices, fresh brewed coffee, and Bubba Wamba Family Farms blue milk. (laughs) Uh, They got blue milk on tap uh, uh, in this dining room. Yeah. Uh, During lunch, choose from a collection of small bites like sandwiches, soups, Mini flatbreads, assorted salads, and sweets. Uh, so, yeah, that is that is that. Uh, I'm just actually looking for for a uh, Do what the extras are.
1: are you can because I know one of them is you can pay extra to go to the captain's table.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can you can pay a little extra. Oh, yeah, it actually it does say that right here. Um, the captain's table. Come on, refresh page. right at the bottom all right um so the captain's table arrange to sit at the captain's table for a specially memorable dinner experience enjoy extra courses the captain's favorite dishes while seated in the prime location in the center of the crown of corelia dining room an additional fee is required for captain table seating limited availability there you go uh and uh let's take a look at what your package includes if you were to plan the a trip aboard this two-night voyage what's included a two-night stay in a cabin or suite ongoing immersive and interactive entertainment where choices determine your experience that's just part of the experience of paying for this giant thing Uh, there's characters talking to each other if you go near them you might hear some dialogue that might be part of a ongoing story aboard the ship and you can actually piece together certain stories and try and even find characters and go on little quests and help them smuggle stuff past first order checkpoints or whatever. Like there's there's a lot of stuff like that going on. Food and beverages on the Star Cruiser excluding alcohol and special beverages and a quick service meal at docking base seven food and cargo or other select locations at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's a little convoluted there, but basically food and beverages on the Star Cruiser are included plus a quick meal service at Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. What's not included is alcoholic and specialty beverages. They should have said that.
1: So I guess that's pretty standard for a lot of Disney stuff. I think that's the case on the cruise as well, like the the actual cruises.
2: Right, right, yeah. Um, Admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios for your planetary excursion to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge valet parking, and exclusive Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Magic Band. Uh, Magic bands are these wristbands now that you can buy. uh, You've been able to buy them for a while, actually, but they're basically just like, uh, they replace the cards that you tap at a gate to go through in Disney parks and such. You get like an exclusive print one, um, which... Kind of brings me to a subject we can bring up in a, in a minute uh, with exclusive merchandise available only on this Galactic Star Cruiser, which I should have known is being scalped for insane amounts of money, dude. Insane of amounts course. of I'm money. I'm not
1: surprised. I'm not surprised. Of course it is.
2: All right. Yeah. So, um, abort- but here, here's the thing. You pay all this money to stay in this Star Cruiser for two nights. And they give you the admission to go to Disney's Hollywood studios, specifically where Galaxy's Edge is, right? To kind of say, here you go, you can enjoy our Disney park free of charge. You know, because you've already paid us so much money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, feel free to burn some time in our, uh, in our, uh, in our, one of our many parks where you can pay like, a hundred dollars to go in for a day anyways <laughs> right yeah. it's like it's like that they didn't even mention a park hopper pass they didn't even say you can you can just go to whatever park you want i think it's because there is some sort of direct link from the galactic star cruiser that you can actually go into like a landing uh pod or something and you get taken Yeah,
1: look there's a building yeah. You get you taken through. to what, like a docking building,
2: right? It's a bit like the Hogwarts express, I think maybe for, um, for people who have gone to the wizarding world that take you between the parks. Like, I think it's something similar to that. Uh, I could be mistaken, but that's kind of what, what, uh, I read a while ago. I don't know if that's actually been fulfilled or not. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, so, um, you know, you get access to one park and it's like, why would you burn any time in Batu at all when you're paying like, like almost five grand? Premium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to want to maximize your time there for yeah. sure. You can live at Batu Galaxy's Edge for, you know, less money for a month with another person. Right. And you probably do it for a hundred bucks. If you can find the right hiding spot, <laughs> yeah. just got to get it at once. <laughs> just got to find the right little, little nook and cranny in the Millennium Falcon, you know, <laughs> that's right (laughs) yeah um but that's uh that's some of the details there for galactic star cruiser well i'll tell you what
1: if i win the lottery i will check it out
2: yeah and that's that's what i've been telling people too because you know naturally being such a big star wars fan myself like i'm sure you've been asked as well by people are you going to galactic star cruiser my first answer right away off the top of my head i'm like No, (laughs) I don't plan on spending that kind of money though. I mean, like the experience sounds cool. And I mean, we can sit here criticizing it all we want, but I mean, quite frankly, do I want to spend that kind of money to even bother? Not really. Well, let me play devil's advocate for a second here. What if the idea was they
1: were worried that so many people would sign up if they had it at a reasonable price that they'd end up losing money because people would see that as booked up and then they wouldn't go. And so they wanted to try to like put pressure to stop majority of people from coming in and then just bring in the people that want to pay top dollar. And then if this doesn't work, they can start lowering the price. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, it's possible they could start lowering the price. I mean, you know, I mean, look- if
1: people aren't going, they're not going to like, if people do not go to it and pay that price, they're going to have to lower it. Right. So. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that I think is a, is a huge issue. When that first trailer came out and they got word that people were, um, canceling their, their, their stay. Uh, <laughs> I think they, they had a bit of a shock. So they pulled that initial teaser trailer. And, uh, you know, and and it's just it's one of those things where it's like, okay, they don't really have a whole lot of faith that people are going to firstly enjoy this experience. It's worth mentioning that um, that if you look up Galactic Star Cruiser on Google, there is already a Google review of the hotel, like of the resort, currently sitting at a healthy 2.7 stars on Google (laughs) reviews. Now, mind you- of, of five or of 10? Out of five, out of five. Um, okay. But mind you, this is uh, Google. Uh, anyone can write a view. Anyone can give it a star rating. Yeah. It's probably not accurate to assume that 2.7 is realistic. I, I'm pretty sure there's just a lot of haters out there that are like, oh, I can't afford to go. I'm just going to like yeah. one star it, <laughs> you know? Un- unquestionably. I would. If there's
1: more than- like 500 reviews at this point, I wouldn't believe it. Cause there's, there's no way 56. There's that many people who even gone yet. <laughs>
2: well, there's 56. And I think, I think this'll, okay. this'll go up in time as, as time goes by. Cause I, I mean, the only people that have actually stayed there so far are these initial kind of this test audience, people who haven't even paid to go. They've just been invited to go and probably survey, probably answer some feedback forms after their stay uh, probably and put up
1: YouTube videos and whatever advertising. Yeah, right?
2: exactly. They want they want this thing to be kind of blown all over the internet for, uh, for com, you know, it, it, it's free commercial for them, right? If they if somebody like an influencer has fifty thousand followers or even more, like maybe a million followers on on YouTube, that's a million people or fifty thousand people or whatever. How many hundreds of thousands of views that they end up getting after at the end of the day? That is free advertising for disney because this person walked in had a free experience had a great experience because it was free said a lot of good things about it and made a video about it right and, and they're yeah. good yeah. video they're talented people making talented videos right so and let's say that 10 people watch those videos inside to go disney just made
1: an extra 50 grand
2: yeah <laughs> like that's it that's 10 people exactly <laughs> they only need 10 people to watch a video from one of these like people and and go I'm going and there you go, right? That, like it's just, that's just a lot of cash. Yeah. So one one event like this with all these influencers kind of attending uh this free kind of experience that they've been getting this trial run for out of it's it's uh it's nice for it's 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 just what Disney wants because it's it's free it's free advertising, right? So um makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know I'll, I'm gonna take a back seat and just kind of see how it rolls out over the next six months or so because I, th- I feel like this, the same amount of hype happened when Galaxys Edge came out and then within a month nobody was going. So
2: yeah, I don't know see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, the last thing about Galactic star Cruiser that I'm going to bring up is what I mentioned earlier about the merch, okay? Um, now there's some ridiculous photographs online of people taking snapshots of eBay listings and such and such. Uh, do you know those little remote control droids that you could get from Disney world, uh, galaxy's edge? I think you've seen them before. Yeah. Yeah, They're little, you know, got a little controller and you, I think you, some of them you can build yourself or whatever. Uh, there is an exclusive droid depot SK 620 remote control droid, which normally retails for around a hundred dollars currently listed as 900 dollars starting on eBay um, the uh, star Cruiser halcyon lightsaber hilt which is an exclusive lightsaber hilt they only sell on the star Cruiser is priced at twelve hundred dollars and up um, <laughs> and uh, there's one person selling theirs for 1750
1: <laughs> and these are the Plasticy ones, right? I mean, Not even the middle
2: ones. Yeah, these are the Disney lightsabers. I mean, like the the ones you go, you plug in like a uh, a blade into it, and and you know.
1: Yeah, they all click together. Yeah. And... Not like the like the Force Effects lightsabers of the, the the black no. series, right? Exa-
2: yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, and uh, and you know, speaking of which, and th- again, this is people who have gone because they've been invited there. I I don't think the fir- I don't think. These are people yet who have had the chance to pay to go. Um, So these initial things are from the people who have gone, who've been invited to go uh, purchase these things. There goes my theory because I was wondering maybe
1: people – went and they paid the five grand or whatever like man i gotta i gotta sell some of this stuff to make my money back
2: it's actually yeah so <laughs> so that, i think that's what's so scummy about this is because these are people who are like went for free and they're trying to make <laughs> money off money of
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> man like uh it just
2: it just gets me this, you know it gets me going man this is
1: what it is man you see an opportunity <laughs>
2: you know you you know you know Orlando you know, you know would say this deal is getting worse all the time.
1: Oh or the opposite in this case Lando will be very excited there's very uh, there's profits to be
2: made here. <laughs> this deal is very fair and I'm happy to be a part of it. <laughs> Come on, let's keep a little optimism. That kind of summarizes and wraps up, I guess, our topic on Halcyon Legacy. I mean, those of you guys who are interested in going, um, you know, if any of our listeners are are going to this thing and, uh, you know, you look at that price tag, you're like, I don't care. I'm going. Uh, I admire the enthusiasm and I would love to uh, or we would love to hear about your experience. So, you know, feel free to send a detailed email or voicemail or whatever. Uh, If you have gone, let us know your thoughts. And, uh, you know, we'd love to uh, love to hear all about it. So um n- next headline I guess uh, to bring up um Star Wars Eclipse it's uh, it's not very talked about these days uh, a lot of people Oh yeah a lot of people purposely There a big
1: controversy and then it just vanished.
2: Yeah, yeah, a lot of people trying to avoid talking about this. And um I feel like avoiding or blacking out anything um it's just not it, it's just not a culture i i care to um partake in man i mean i mean everyone in every place has got their got their issues and and like like other other workplaces um you know this this studio happening to produce this game happens to just be a very undesirable place to work and you know there's no shame yeah. in admitting that right uh it's a terrible thing all these people who are, are just you know miserable working there you know it really but sucks it's like
1: it's almost worse to then boycott the product that they made because of all those people in that horrible situation, putting all right. that effort and love into it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure somebody likes working there because you know they do have people working there, <laughs> and uh, there's a you know a, a, there's so many games. It's it's a big market. These people could easily work somewhere else if they wanted to, um, but um, because of this um, ordeal with this game and the, the problems happening over there, I grabbed this headline off of off the internet. Uh, Star Wars Eclipse is now expected to release in 2027 or 2028 (sighs) due to the difficulties of hiring staff for this game. Uh, Back in December, Quantic Dream had over 60 job openings available at their French location, which is their main headquarters, which remains the case today with 67 vacancies currently listed on the site. So they haven't hired anybody and their uh, job openings just went up. The news yeah, comes they're, they're losing people. <laughs> yeah, the news comes after uh, years of accusations of a toxic work environment, leaving out specifics here. Um, following the reported uh, release day of um, uh, blackout, <laughs> Star Wars eclipse uh, began trending trending on Twitter uh, with the controversy surrounding the studio. And again, I don't mean to support this hashtag. Um, I don't like to get involved in those kind of politics i don't know I, neither of us do but um you know it's just like uh, i thought i saw that release date that release year and I was, I was thinking to myself i was like okay i mean i know they got their issues going on but that is really far out i mean like we've got a teaser That's for this really game. Far away. we've got a cgi teaser trailer for this game you know and, and i would expect within the next three years at best at the very max oh, man, the quality of that trailer i thought it was like a year away. Yeah, most. exactly. I think a lot of people did. And and I think that's what's so shocking about this headline, because I don't mean to bring it up because the, the controversy, what I mean to bring it up is it's like, I can't believe that it is that far away that it's estimated that they have to finish this thing because 2027, oh, man. man, that is that is well beyond that's a long
1: ways. I sure hope it's not disney backpedaling because of the controversy and they're like push it out and then they'll just kind of like wait it and then cancel when people stop start like stop talking about it and forget
2: I, th- I think that and you know it's it's funny that you mentioned that because that's exactly what i think is going to happen it it happened with so many things and uh you know we've we've had a list long list of of star wars canceled content for both shows movies and games specifically being especially games especially games yeah we did podcast episodes called rip star wars i think it was um and it was all about the canceled star wars that we never had and uh more recently the a, a first addition to that list i want to mention is uh rangers of the new republic which was supposed to come out on disney plus that got scrapped and you know it, it just happens to be this thing all the time we get these headlines where something's announced then it gets canceled and i feel like this just doesn't happen so it's with a controversy me. too right like, that always, was canceled Yeah, it's always someone because, got uh, fired Dune. yeah it's always either someone got fired someone left because of creative differences or uh we've just decided to cancel this for who knows why right and it's one of those three reasons all the time i mean 1313 never had a good reason other than we're buying the company. Yeah. And we don't want to bother continuing any current ongoing projects. We don't want to start from scratch. No other I could not even what I, a waste I, of money. Couldn't find a reason other than that, right? And it was like such a waste of money. It's like, okay. I mean, I get that they just bought something for 4 billion dollars and don't really care about a game that they might need to put in a couple more million into. But I mean, why not, right? I mean, why why not just finish what they had going? leave it be, you know, be like, uh, be like um, Microsoft and, uh, and Activision, you know, that big deal that's going on right now. They're acquiring uh, that company. I think it's Activision, right?
1: Uh, 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 Activision was bought by Microsoft.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's that, you know, they're going to own Call of Duty and all this and that. you know, big, big news. And uh, it, it just made me think I was like, okay, why couldn't they just do it like that? You know, just let them be they're, that's what Microsoft is doing. They're just letting them do their own thing. It's like, okay, here's our investment, and we're just gonna let you finish up what you're doing for the next three years, and then we'll kind of go from there, right? <sighs> Disney man.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what
2: it comes down to.
1: It's really just Mickey Mouse is Emperor
2: Palpatine.
1: That's just what it is.
2: <laughs> he rules with an iron fist. <laughs> he rules with an iron, an iron fist, and more like a more like an iron glove. Or whatever he's got on his hand, you know? <laughs> um,
1: man, because, like, the trailer for that Eclipse game got me really stoked. Oh, because yeah. it is a really cool-looking prequel game. We haven't got that in, man, it must be 15 years
2: now. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and like you said, it's a really cool prequel game. I feel like there's never even been a prequel game like that. Like, uh, other than the Battlefront 2 campaign, the old one
1: right yeah that's what i was thinking of was the battlefront 2 campaign yeah
2: i mean other than that game though i, I got mean, that for free with my original xbox yeah, nice that's how long it's been <laughs> score <laughs> but it's so it's so true i mean as far as actual story content games go it's been so long it's been like 20 years since we had yeah um i, I also want to mention a uh, shout out to starfighter which is a, a phantom menace based game uh, that that told the story of three different pilots, uh, before and during and uh, after the events of the Phantom Menace, and that was a pretty cool game, uh, completely based in a Starfighter kind of style. There was also the Pod Racer games, but um, I I don't I forget if there was a story mode in those, but Starfighter had a really good narrative, and there was a Game Boy game, the new the new Droid Army, uh, which was pretty good, but yeah, there's yeah. that
1: racing game that was kind of like. Uh, Mario Kart, and yeah. Pod Racers. Bombad
2: Racers or something. <laughs> That's like the that. one. Yeah, yeah. Bryce loves that game, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game, man. It's fun. Yeah, but I mean it's 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 true, right? Like like it's been so long since we had a decent prequel era based Star Wars game. And I'm not counting Jedi Fallen Order because that is technically in a different era um it's post it's yeah. yeah it's post and and it's uh, at the halfway it's well it's like five years after episode three right so it's like just far enough away that it kind of is its own era in itself right and um and yeah i mean i would love to see uh, a game based before all the movies i mean that's other than kotor and the higher public and uh, yeah but that's way before that's way so before, it's almost
1: yeah. its own thing again and don't get me wrong those games are fun too but I I want to say that I think the thing I'm most ex- that gets me most excited about with the higher Republic stuff is that we could get like a, a proper like uh Rep- like Republic mm-hmm. video game yeah. that'd be so much fun yeah like proper as we saw at the beginning of the prequels the Jedi Order and the Republic as it was and dealing with the galaxy at that time because we didn't really right. get a lot
2: other than the Clone Wars itself. Yeah, exactly, and and uh, you know, and and we'd also with this game get a very cool cinematic depiction of what what this era is going to look like because games can be very very well uh, art I guess art artistically driven in a way to tell a story visually right because you're playing as a character that might be able to free roam around a certain environment and I'm thinking a Jedi Fallen Order right now going in that one we got to explore a lot of the uh, the Fortress of Nur, which was like the fortress that the Inquisitors are from. We also got to explore a lot of cool stuff on Dathomir, various other planets. And that was awesome. Like we got to see a lot of stuff. And that just helps the world building of Star Wars, right? And so when I look at a game like this one, which is supposed to be very story driven, that just gets me super excited. Because now it's like, Here's an era in which they're trying to flesh out within the pages of comic books, novels, and now an audiobook and VR. and uh, you know, and it's like, how do we visually perceive this new era that they're trying to tell this story with? because other than a comic book and the cover of novels, we don't really get a whole lot of depictions like are like a, as to what they uh, have in uh, envisioned for these. Uh, characters and planets and, and stuff yeah, like that. Just the artwork they've released. Just the artwork they released, yeah. And, and to yeah, a lot of people, they may it. have not even seen it, right? To the mainstream audience of Star Wars, you tell them, have you seen anything in relation to the higher public? They'll probably say no. And, you know, that's exactly the mainstream audience, I think, that this game is supposed to target, is it's a Star Wars video game, which even non-Star Wars watchers tend to play the video games for Star Wars, right? And, there, you know, there's people that I work with, not a fan of the movies at all, but they're like, oh, dude, Battlefront Two, awesome game, uh, or Jedi Fallen Order, awesome game, Squadrons, fantastic, right? Like, like that's games just connect with people in a way that sometimes the movies don't. And, and-
1: part of it is also the fact that uh, Lucasfilm has made Star Wars games very consistently since the mid '80s yeah so even through the 90s and stuff there were star wars games coming out so a lot of people have just always
2: played star wars games right right it's so a bit like star wars merch. they're not gonna right. read the
1: books they're not gonna read any comics or anything but they've just always played the star wars game that came out right
2: yeah and it, it's 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 a very well integrated and important kind of uh, label of the star wars community it's a bit like star wars action figures or star wars merch in general right like having a franchise that you could buy stuff for we we're talk, talking about this with adam You know, it goes kind of beyond just it's a movie that they are now basing toys on. It's like the the episode five and six were even kind of only produced because the toys and stuff did well, (laughs) you know, because the merch helped power those 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 stories. Right. And, uh, you know, there's uh, there's even been a lot of experiences in which um, people have been introduced to Star Wars by the toys and then they see the movie. And, and it's like, that's a crazy thing because uh, it just goes to show the accessibility of this franchise and this story goes beyond the screens. It goes into so many different mediums of, of, uh, of storytelling, right? Story, so, so many different medias, media formats. So, um, yeah, I, I, ho- I hope that this game doesn't take that long to come out. I uh, really do. Uh, but uh, true.
1: I feel like as far as mainstream games for Star Wars, it has been a bit of a drought.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that being said, uh, I got one other mainstream topic I want to talk about here. If you want to get into it, it is the rotten tomatoes officially, uh, uh, official, um, article about Star Wars TV ranked by the tomato meter. Um, Now that Book of Boba Fett has wrapped in its entirety, reviews are out, people have seen it. Uh, This show is now also on the list and uh, it is throwing in seven shows. This includes Star Wars Visions, Resistance, Clone Wars, Mandalorian, Book of Boba, Rebels, all that stuff. And uh, so- So this is is shows, not movies. uh, Yes, these are shows, not movies. All right. So let's just run down the list and just let me know your thoughts on this. Um,
1: Okay. Well, I think first we've already looked at it. So you already know the answer. But I'm curious what you would have thought it would have been before seeing it.
2: Yeah. Um, So I I thought either Mandalorian or Clone Wars would be number one. It is that not
1: is my thoughts too. It
2: is not. Oh, man. I, I thought it'd be Mando <laughs> then Clone Wars. That was my thoughts. Yeah. So, uh, so let's get into it. Let's start from the bottom of the barrel. Okay. Uh, with a general 67% fresh tomato rating. The book of Boba Fett. Number seven. It's at the bottom. At the bottom. What are your thoughts on that? Oh,
1: wow. I'm uh, mixed feelings. I'm surprised. I would have put it wait did this include star wars resistance
2: yes
1: (laughs) oh my gosh what has happened what is wrong with the world (laughs) okay i would have put it pretty high i probably would have put it number three i would have put it below mando and below clone
2: wars (laughs) <laughs> below uh below mando below clone wars uh okay so yeah, this is, this above,
1: is... above rebels above resistance and i'm missing one
2: uh oh, visions oh, wait. visions the visions. anime yeah
1: uh, visions is hard to put in there because it's it's so different it is different uh, i think i still put it above visions visions has a really cool stuff but it was kind of all over the place
2: yeah i agree i agree um uh, number six, The Bad Batch. Okay. We're only one season into the show mm. with a season two promise to come out this year. Um, but this is, this is even... I wouldn't have put that there either. I wouldn't have put that there either. No, I, I, it's a little, it's a little confusing, but uh, this... Is Why is a, that below you know, resistance? This is at a fresh 88%, all right? That's still really high. But I mean, to, to what's more confusing is that other shows beat this out, right? Okay. So, Number five is Star Wars Resistance at 92%. This is a... 92? 92%. Oh, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it,
1: it, it... Honestly, the content wasn't that great, and it should have been at the bottom. Like, it was entertaining at best.
2: <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we're actually... Uh, we're going to get a call now from uh, from Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben, where is he? Hello. There he is. Oh, oh, he's calling in. He's calling in. Ben, he's calling in.
0: Ben, can ben. you hear me, Ben? Well, yes. Come in. Yes, I can hear you.
2: All right. Um, all right. So um, <laughs> we're just we're just reading down this list, and uh, um, I'm sure you've been listening this whole time.
0: Yep, <laughs> for, uh, keeping me busy on the drive here.
2: <laughs> that's right so um let's go to the next no- okay so we're at star wars resistance which is number five okay 92 percent. number five um i i know this is a kid's show i know this is like for younger younger viewers but i mean to beat out the bad batch and the book of boba fett but especially the book of
1: boba fett yeah little, very surprising a little surprising on that one yeah i like i would have put it at the bottom, but not because it's bad it's because just everything else i consider better
2: right right um i think resistance has got to be my absolute number seven that's got to be my number seven if i were to put if i were to know anything's at the bottom of the barrel for me it's star wars resistance
1: (laughs) we have to keep in mind that that show was created with the audience
0: supposed to be kids ages like six through nine it's a fair point that's Probably the majority of the people that voted for what they thought of. That show. <laughs> there's just a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I think, um, uh, I don't know. May- maybe there's just less people who've seen it and given it a ranking, or maybe they're comparing it to the likes of like, uh, I don't know, bow on the go or something like that. Like <laughs> other. I, would still, I feel like it should be directly compared
1: to bad batch rebels and clone wars. Not so much the live-action shows. Right, right. And it still, to me, would fall into last place of those three.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. And oh, and the, throwing the Bad Batch in there, too, because that's basically just Clone Wars oh, the sequel. Yeah, yeah, so it would fall into number four, if you were to compare all those shows. But again, it's like, a, it's like a slightly... So whereas Clone Wars and Bad Batch are kind of like, for one age group, Rebels is like half a step down. And then, because that had to qualify for Disney Plus standards. or Sorry, Disney XD standards, which is public television yeah. Between ages like eight through ten or something. And then resistance was even further. I think they they it was wanted a big to, step down. Oh you know, yeah, they wanted to put down on like ABC kids or something like that. Like that was that was kind of the level of like where they where they placed that show. But it's surprising to see there's a yeah. number five. Okay. Right above that, we're sitting at number four, the Mandalorian. This is like halfway in the list. What okay? most people would say Mandalorian is like their number one, and this is sitting at ninety-three percent. As a number Rebels four, Rebels is above
1: Mandalorian? What is this?
2: Yeah. Um, and Visions as well. Uh, you could probably now place I'm one not draft.
1: surprised by Visions because Visions to me is like the wild card.
2: There's a lot of people who love anime. So I'm not surprised that yeah. this is kind of like beating a lot of stuff out. But at the same time, I'm also surprised that it is, right?
1: Yeah. Um, no, I agree.
2: Yeah. Mandalorian number four. I don't know. I don't know. I think it deserves a little better. Um, yeah i would put it at the top just saying
0: I, I agree it was star wars it was modern star wars at its best
2: mm-hmm.
1: it looked so good that quality of a storytelling in television was man the only thing comparable would have been what led the charge which would have been game of thrones but i put this above that for sure
2: right right okay other thing is even though it's at number four number three also at 93% kind of tying it so they both are kind of at number 3 and number 4 is star wars the clone wars and uh, i don't know i mean that means rebels <laughs> is above clone wars <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so that leaves number 2 and 1 cuz i mean if, personally i would have either mando or clone wars as number 1 like that's just yeah in fact yeah, i might even here. give clone wars the number 1 um but you know whatever uh, okay, so that leaves our number two and number one slots left on this tomato meter list. Number two, which also leaves our number one slot being what it is. Number two, Star Wars Visions. <laughs> the anime. Yeah. Star Wars Visions, which leaves number one is Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Whoa. Rebels. Star Wars Visions sitting at 96%. Rebels sitting at 98% tomato, fresh not. tomatoes.
1: I did not see that coming. No.
2: No, no way i mean <laughs> i thought for i, I
1: thought because i would have expected mandalorian but i would have been surprised if clone wars came in at the top
2: yeah yeah okay and and mind you this is based on the the critic tomato meter rating um i okay. haven't i haven't found a list to compare I don't know if
1: that's more surprising or less that, that,
0: that is more surprising
2: How-
1: how many critics just loved Star Wars Rebels? It was like a, a knockoff <laughs> version of Clone Wars. Picture all these 35-year-old balding men watching Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> I,
2: was like, I, I could just picture them all going like, man, I don't think this this, uh, this uh, season two, finale, Luke Skywalker, CGI. I'd much rather see him as Star Wars Rebels. I want, I want to see animation over uh, CGI live-action depictions. Uh you know, I don't know. I'm just a little confused,
0: right? It's, it's probably the people that are the critics are that generation that grew up with the original trilogy. And most of these shows are not based in the original trilogy, except for Star Wars Rebels. It's true.
2: It's, it's so true. Um, Rebels has yeah. the original trilogy going for it. Yeah, and I think that might actually root it in why the critics actually prefer it over other shows. They could connect with it it's, the best.
1: Uh, if you watch them back to back, though, Rebels feels watered down.
2: It does, yeah, and the violence isn't as good and you know and, and I'm saying that as like you know as like a 26 year old odd person who's who's considered an adult by all <laughs> means. and I'm like, okay, uh, I get why I don't like that one the most, but at the same time, it's just if I were a critic, it's just compared to other kids shows of the same age group, phenomenal. but compared to these other Star Wars shows. I don't know. <laughs> it's just not as good.
0: Yeah, Blake, you don't need to. A... We're we're on your side. We are just as confused as you. We are just trying to rationalize why on earth it came first. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna say it just
1: had to have been done by people who just weren't
2: hardcore Star Wars fans. No, yeah, it, it, no, yeah, exactly. And that's that's exactly. How it. old are these
1: critics? What kind of critic to me would put Rebels above Mandalorian?
2: <laughs> We're we're living in an age in which critics don't mean anything. Uh, We're living in an age in which critics are just people with opinions. Some of them go into a movie and just hate on it so much. And then I'll see it and go like, what? Like, that was a great movie. Like, why did these critics just get it so bad? (laughs) And the reverse
1: too, right? Where they'll say it's like the greatest movie they've ever seen. And you're like, I was so bored.
2: Nothing happened. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, um, I'm trying to think of a good example as to, you know, more recent movies that have had this issue. But um, The Last Jedi is actually a really great example. Critics loved it. Audiences did not. And, um, you know, that was just a weird kind of... It was odd, you know? Um, uh, Because initially the critics all see these movies. You get the impression, oh, it's great. And then people go see it. And as a fan, it's like that just wasn't my cup of tea. Right.
0: Yeah. Another example would have been, uh, like watching Alita battle angel. Like I loved that. Oh, great movie. movie. Great movie. And I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. The audience score on rotten tomatoes was 92%. Right. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic. Critics score. 61.
2: 61. Just it was brutal. Just they brutal. just
0: rip
1: it to shreds. <laughs> why? And that's was why we it, don't have a sequel. Was it originally an anime? Yes, it was. Cause it, Okay, so was it just not true? I feel like any movie that was originally anime always gets destroyed. It like it was a yeah. classic
0: so, anime, like it came out in like yeah. I don't want to quote a date because some anime listeners will rip me to shreds on this for getting it wrong, but fair enough. It is a old like you know 30, 40 year old anime that sure like you okay. said some critics can have grown okay, up with that. It,
1: and... Ghost in the Shell had the same issue. I didn't think that... I never saw the anime. Well, I, I watched it recently, but it was long after I watched the movie. The, the live action movie. And I didn't think the live action movie was that bad. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I don't know. Anything that's anime trends like uh watch live action is always kind of a gray area in that regard. Yeah. But I do think the principle in general is critics do feel pretty out out of touch most of the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're just people with opinions like us, right? So um but I mean they're not comparing they're, to other Yeah. They're not they're not coming from a Star Wars point of view. I think they're coming from a how good was this point of view? But that still blows me away. Like that list is still kind of confusing.
0: Coming from a, you know, math stats background, I think uh, the, the critics of the future, we need like a sample size of, you know, a few thousand from different age ranges, ethnic groups. Yeah. That that gives you an accurate
2: sample. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking of which, I guess, yeah, we, you know, we should do that in the next episode um, is uh, walk down the list for audience ratings of the same shows and see exactly kind of what the people think. It's a great yeah. idea. What the people want. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. You guys got any. Power uh... are the people. <laughs> yeah. Power to the people. Uh, Blake, you got any last minute things to bring up on uh, subjects that we covered today?
1: I just, I really hope I win the lottery so I can actually go to this Galaxy's cruise. <laughs> I'm going to go buy my lottery tickets. So as soon as this podcast is done, I'm going to head over to the gas station. <laughs> True that.
0: I got, I got a great piece of advice for you, Blake. It's not the most financially wise thing for retirement, but remortgage your house. Take a cash advance.
1: <laughs> that'll work. A once I in mean, a that will get me in the yeah, I'm yeah, sure there Disney go. would appreciate that decision.
0: Yeah. I don't know what your significant other would think, but, you know.
1: She doesn't need to know. She just gets a surprise ticket to <laughs> remortgage Star Wars your egg. house,
2: sell your car, yeah. Yeah.
1: sell your neighbor's house, you know. <laughs> no matter what happens, I'm going to the Star yeah. Wars Galactic Cruiser. Totally
2: all right well uh, thanks both uh, for dropping in thanks man for dropping in last minute and uh, I guess we'll see you guys in the next one Keep flying Thanks guys all right thank you guys for tuning into the show as usual uh, we got uh, lots of cool stuff coming up in the following weeks. We still have plans to do a What Happened episode for Cad Bane, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and lots of other characters. (laughs) Uh, We had a really good time with Jess from the Book of Boba Fett fan club recently. Make sure you check that episode out and all the links in the description of this episode. May the Force be with you. And we'll see you in the next one.